Hey, welcome to Story to Podcast, where we take a story or idea from one medium and adapt it into another. My name is Sean Ainsworth. I'm Chris Rebert. And I'm Sean Ainsworth. I'm sorry, I'm Harrison <laughs> Hey, I'm Sean Ainsworth. So our second episode today is about the show Bob's Burgers, and we're going to take it and turn it into uh, an adventure game, a video game uh, that is an adventure game. Uh, so I think we should... Yeah. <laughs> Maybe that's where we should start, is to figure out what the hell that means. Yeah, I mean, there's lots of different types of adventure games from uh, different periods in adventure game history. Like, we could go all the way back to, like, text adventure game, or a sort of LucasArts-style adventure game, or a Sierra-style adventure game, or a more modern, sort of, like, uh, Firewatch, or Gone Home-style adventure game, first-person, stuff like that. So maybe we should sort of figure out where on that sort of spectrum we feel like uh, the show most makes sense. When you say... The word when somebody says the word adventure game, what do you guys think of? I'm just curious. Uh, puzzles, pointing around, clicking with a mouse, pointing and clicking. Pointing yeah, around. I think honestly the, the first thing I come to is the like early graphic adventure games, LucasArts era, sort of Monkey Island or like yeah. King's Quest stuff like that. I feel like uh, like Bob's Burgers is kind of out of time a little bit, so I feel like we're we're safe. Like normally, I would say. You know, let's try and make something that's sort of of its era, right? Like if we were talking about ET, uh, we would probably look at '82, not the game they obviously made out of ET. That would be terrible. <laughs> yeah, yes. Uh, but but I think Bob's Burgers sort of feels like to me that it fits in that classic adventure game genre a little bit. I think it's why we kind of uh, earmarked it for this. Yeah, yeah and it's it's weird because it's it's not like that's been abandoned, and uh, you know, it's more of an RPG. But I think of the Stick of Truth, the South Park game, because um, it's kind of got that similar. Is it RBG? Might be a role playing <laughs> game. <laughs> <laughs> but and I also think it, it's you know Thimbleweed Park just came out, yeah, which is like a resurgence in that sort of. But also like sands the rough edges off the adventure. Like there's no like. Like deaths where you like, don't pick up the right item, and like two hours later you realize that you screwed yourself, or like just the stuff that just made those games back in the day. They just say like, elongated how long that game took on purpose, but nowadays nobody has time for that kind of shit anymore. So they well, just and also I mean like you know depending <clears throat> on the game, right? Like LucasArts games never let you die really unless you like tried. Real Man, hard. Sierra games did all With the time. Sierra games, yeah. Which is funny because like I kind of grew up on Sierra games and then found LucasArts games later and. I know that you started with. Uh, I started with started King's with, Quest IV: The Perils of Rosella. Did you really? Okay, yeah. yeah. So I started with King's Quest V. Okay. Uh, and King's Quest VI, which came like pre-installed on my computer when I was a kid, uh, and then from there I moved into Lucas. Oh, CompuServe and AOL Online. Yeah, exactly. No, those are those are rivals. <clears throat> Wait, that doesn't make any sense. I can't remember the first one I played. I think um, I didn't play them for a while. I had to watch Sean play them because he was a shitty older brother. <laughs> yes, <laughs> he used to. Who had his own computer? It's not return yet. <laughs> and he wouldn't let me. Well, he wouldn't let me touch his computer. So, oh I think man, the, my mom's got greasy fingers. Okay, that, yeah. Did you have like Dorito fingers? Oh, I still do. <laughs> but uh, I think my mom's compromised with, so that I had to be able to watch him play. But what's great about <laughs> adventure games in general, and why I still love them, is like they are very much a group. They can be a group activity where, like, one person might be controlling it, but really a lot of the fun comes from the thought process and, like, the thinking, like, the interaction between the characters and the world. So you can easily just be playing that game. Like, when I was growing up in Bermuda, we would go off, like, out playing in, in the, you know, out in the garden or whatever and be still thinking about this thing. Because we like, oh, what if we tried this and this, do those two items together or whatever. Right. It's really story and character and, like, a... Uh, men- 
dully kind of investing. Like, uh, my fiance, who never plays games ever, was watching me play Thimbleweed Park. Like, she just got sucked into it, you know? Like, over my shoulder and was like, what's going on? And she wanted to help me solve the clues, because there's actually... It's a real story. There's actually, really. And there's goals, you know? There's yeah. like, there's like, you don't need to know the mechanics. You just need to be, you gotta figure out if I put these things together or talk to this person about this thing. Yeah. I actually remember a, a very, very, very long afternoon trying to figure out the can puzzle in the seventh guest with, uh... Remind me of that one. Uh, there's a bunch of cans, and no, they clearly have to spell something, uh, spell a sentence, but there are no vowels except for there's like, but there's like a million Y's. Oh man, so, so it's just one of those really like obscure words that yeah, has like a bunch yeah, of Y's yeah. in it. Uh, yeah, shy gypsy, shyly spryly, tryst by my crypt ended up being the uh, the answer. Oh my god, I can't believe you remember that. How? I, yeah, <laughs> I know. How, no, I, I know exactly forget. why. Because yeah. you, you, yeah, after all the it time, six hours uh, of Ugh. fucking trying to figure that shit out. So we don't want to make it frustrating. Bob's Burgers game. Well, I, I mean, think in the spirit of the of the of the show, it should be very inclusive and fun. Yeah, I agree. And, uh, make fun of, of the sort of uh, trappings of the adventure game. I feel like you know. Um, it's very self-aware. Yeah, like yeah. like the show is. I mean, the show, we've sort of talked about this uh, a little bit, kind of pre-gaming this, but, like, it's it's very much, a, a, you know, there's a lot of parody in it. Um, there's, you know, Jaws episode, and there's an episode where they have, like, a, there's, like, a Fatal Attraction episode, and, um, you know, just, just making this the adventure game episode yeah. of the show feels maybe, like, the right way to go. That's a really interesting way to put yeah, it. Yeah, we... we uh, it feels like, like you said, there's like the ET episode and the Jaws episode. Like one thing that Bob's Burgers does really well is like they'll take an existing sort of premise and pay complete homage to it, but also just make it work really well in the Bob's World Burgers world. Right. So like similarly, if we wanted to, we could take an existing adventure game and just kind of like transpose Bob's Burgers on top of it, at least for the foundation. I mean, honestly, I think that as soon as you take it and make it look like Grim Fandango or one of the Monkey Island games, you're just going to get that immediately, right? Like, yeah. I think that e- even if it had the art, like, even if it was just hand-drawn in the same way that the actual show is, but you have, like, a little row of icons and a bunch of verbs on the, on the bottom of the screen, it's just already going to feel... And a Jane button! You know, or yeah, whatever. Yeah, like, exactly. Just, like, just push, push it for Jean uh, uh, yeah. quotes. <laughs> or <laughs> you just have the keyboard. You can just have, like, the fart sound over and <laughs> But that's a... But it's funny, like... It's deciding who you play as, right? Like, I think of uh, Day of the Tentacle. Yeah. Because it's one of my favorite games. But it's like, it's so good at like swapping back and forth and you have to work with between everybody. Yeah, you you definitely want that. Yeah, well, Uh, it feels like, you know, that maps 100% to this because, like, the show is so, uh, like, every character's, um, you know, story is, is, is in every episode. I mean, they kind of focus on different people, but, like, they don't ignore the other people ever. Right. You know, it feels like it's it's very much about the family, the Belcher family, and and making sure that the game's the same way. Where it's like, you know, you play as Tina, and you have to like, you know, get Jimmy Junior's butt. Uh, <laughs> you know, like, no, go, go on. Go on. <laughs> <laughs> that's all. That's all you need. Um, no, I totally agree. And what's really good about, great about the show is that um, it's very loving, and all the characters really love each other. And we, again, we talked about this a little bit earlier, but like. There's no like punching down in the show. It's there's a lot of love. Even like Louise, who is the most like like gruff, oddly like just like hate filled like um, um, character in the show, still like admits to loving her family and loving her dad and being embarrassed by that, but fully just admitting it. And, and like two of my favorite episodes are um, there's the one where Louise like accidentally kind of witnesses Tina's 
boy band, like favorite boy band. Oh and my she, like, god, totally I love that falls one. in love yeah. with what's his name, little boo boo. Like that's her first crush. Yeah, and yeah. she like hates herself for it, and like the way that she wrestles through it throughout the episode, throughout the episode, is just so it's just so true to the character, but yeah. it like still kind of does that storyline. Yeah, without ever string from who we know it that we used to be. It just kind of flushes her out further, you know? It's but really like, good at that. Even like the like in like um um Linda, like the mom, like she um is always always supportive of everything, even to, to like a comic absurd degree. Like even when people come in and just ask absurd things of Bob or like get in his way, she's just like super excited by what's going on and she just wants to get involved and she's she constantly is pushing the story forward. She's never just like a footnote. Um that's a, that's a long-winded way of saying, yeah, I totally agree. Like having all the characters <laughs> being a part of solving problems or solving like small yeah, puzzles I mean, in their own way. It's like you almost feel like you you know you you basically sort of take that day of the tentacle approach where uh, they're separated somehow, and then they're they like somebody's at the carnival or somebody's at Mr. Fisher's like amusement park. Like that's one section of the game. Mm, yeah. Like somebody's um, you know at the, stuck at the restaurant. Yeah. Uh, somebody's at the house. Like and you can switch that up as the story kind of progresses. They're they're at the high school or the, not the high school. They're not in high school. I'm fucking middle school. Started, uh, middle school. Um, but I think that's a good thing. But um, to kind of not gloss over though is 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 like in defining our Bob's Burgers adventure game is the world is just so well defined. It's yeah. like it's kind of been what's been over seven seasons now, and it's got so many sort of landmark locations. Has it really? Yeah, it's, it's in the seventh season right now. So it's kind of like getting that sort of developing that sort of Simpsons mythology, and you know, there's returning characters and returning locations, and there's like Fisher's house, the wharf. Um, there's like the Church of Aquatica or whatever the heck it's called. Don't know it's that It's a seventh season episode. But like everything um, definitely. Well, there's that like island uh, that they go trick or treating. Oh, uh, yeah, Island. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's yeah. like all the, the rich guy. That'd be a great island. like location in the game. Yeah, you have to get on the there. ferry to get to get over there. Yeah. I feel like. To your point, Chris, like there is a very specific map, like in obviously in that in that studio when they're making that show, they know exactly where, like where what street they walk down to get to like the old folks like art studio, like the art place where those like crotchety old old folks are, uh, and like where, how far away from the wharf they are, and like where they are in relation to other restaurants, and it's very clear they know exactly where a lot of those like landmarks are. So the idea of having Specific like locations like in Sam and Max where you can go back to the yeah, HQ. Yeah, like a map and you can, yeah, you like, click around. on a place yeah. and you know you get you all hop on they hop on their bikes and they ride there right you know, yeah something like that. So having each one of them like start at a different location and then over time you find your way out of that location and make it back to the restaurant um, and then from there you can then take other characters back to those locations and they can solve different puzzles um, based on the different maybe abilities that they have you know yeah that's that's and you were mentioning that you were talking about Linda earlier and I just was thinking like maybe you're playing as Gene and you come across somebody who's just like this might be the bad pitch but somebody's just like down on their like spirit and then you have to switch to Linda to talk to her to that person to kind of bring them up you know what I mean mm-hmm. it's and Thimbleweed Park's been doing this and I think I can't remember if Day of the Tentacle did it like before you split in time but like you kind of have to be playing as a certain person to figure out some puzzles I think that's um, definitely the way to go for sure because yeah. you can have like you can have uh, the visual messaging of like I wish someone else was here but like I'm going to propose the problem to this character but they can't solve it and then they can somehow say like the way I wish mom was here or whatever and then you have to somehow get that character to that location that's cool yeah or like there's like a like I can imagine there being a tag team uh 
you know, where you have to you have to get Gene to play his uh, keyboard and Linda to sing. Oh know, man, yeah, puzzle or like, um, you know, you you have to like I, I can say a Monkey Island style puzzle where you uh, you have to learn the right words, right? To yeah, sing. You have yeah, to choose yep. the right the the right phrasings, and you can play the song over and over. Well, again. Well, it's crazy. Linda is such a bad singer, but it's always like she just like makes up the lyrics yeah, on exactly. top of her head. So, you know, it's like a perfect for like, like a mechanic where you're just choosing it the next line oh, like, man. before she's finished. Like you just make up a song. You know? Yeah, that's great. I, oh, me and my fiance still sing the. Uh, here goes the hair. There goes the hair. Where is Harry Truman? He's <laughs> dead, <laughs> dead in the ground. In the ground. <laughs> <laughs> I just love the idea that the actor just like came up with that in the recording booth. Like, oh, is that? What I don't know. I I, I, I like would to imagine, imagine that's, that's what, what they do. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But some of them, some of them, they're obviously written songs. Sure, but, like, but it's it still gels really well with the character right. as she's. You know, as we and go, they're great songs. That's the thing. It's like she's not a great like musician right but the songs are great yes it's weird it's kind of a weird dichotomy there there's the um i can't remember what episode it was but they did a like a james bond intro spoof i think it was the there was an episode of two-parter where like fish odor's brother tries to kill them by like tying them to oh the yeah, 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 yeah. It's like a se- yeah yep felix <laughs> yeah felix is such a good character too because they're like they hate each other but they also love each other those two brothers he like snaps and screams and then gets really like oh excuse me like fixes his hair and like <laughs> it's uh, like his voluptuous like girl like girlfriend yeah. who's who's like masterminding the whole thing right yeah but like they that whole episode those two episodes have this like James Bond parody intro because like Felix is like the blow felt in the in the in the episode so there's this really really incredibly good like James Bond esque like intro sequence with like the martini glass like silhouettes falling through the sky and like silhouettes of Linda doing finger guns and stupid stuff like that <laughs> uh, and so yeah their their music is just absolutely awesome. There's so much like ready made puzzle material in this this uh, like. There's so many things, uh, you know, there's like a burger game you have to, you know... You have, you have to, to make the burger of the day. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like you have to subvert the burger of the day. Like, it's called the, you know, the, uh, you know, chicken, you believe it burger. And then, uh, <laughs> you know, you have to steal the chicken and hide it. You know? Right. Oh, or, or you, like, you know, based on the name of the burger, what's missing from it. So you have to find that ingredient in like right, right. You know what I mean? Like it has it's it's the like if looks could kale burger, but there's no kale on it. But you have to go find the kale, yeah. like use kale on burger kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, totally. Bob's freaking out because yeah. and you you know you have to be one of the kids. You have to go out and, and sort of find this um, to get him to help you with something. It's like I kind of feel like you know you. I almost feel like the parents. Like I don't think you play as Bob. I feel like you you probably want to just be the kids mm. and the parents. Kind of you can use them to help you with stuff interesting right like maybe that's i don't know yeah i I, well let's 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 break that open a little bit and talk about it because like i i see where you're coming from but i want to sort of talk about it a little bit more because i think that using the kids alone opens some pretty interesting opportunities where they wouldn't have access to normal things the way that adults would and they would have to use puzzle conventions and items and like build kludgy weird things whereas a person could just use a key and open a door yeah you know I, I feel mean? like, it, like it, it, it invites a lot more like whimsy well just uh, obvious puzzles to me like or obvious obvious obstacles you know right like um you know cut there's 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 a I'd be where you're cutting school and uh like you you know have to not get caught by the the principal I mean that can still happen 
what's the, what's the guidance counselor's name, Mr. Uh, uh, Frond? Frond. Yeah. yeah, I almost said Mr. Hand from uh, Best Times <laughs> of Ridley Hyde. It's not right. But I do to like you having to get a hall pass or like mm-hmm. the permit pass. Um, like an adult wouldn't care about that; they just leave. So, like, yeah, being constrained by like societal rules in a way that an adult wouldn't be does definitely open up for more interesting opportunities for like obstacles and stuff. But I think it's you know, there's you might be able to play it in a way that Thimbleweed Park does this, where it's like chapters, and you can only play as certain characters in those chapters, mm. which is really interesting. So, like, I was thinking, what are the places that we'd probably revisit, like from the show, and I think. There's like this kind of seedy downtown that Bob goes to. He's got those like that in the cab driving episode. Like he makes those like transvestite friends. It's like marshmallow and a oh yeah, oh, yeah. And, like, it's yeah. a you know Jack McBrayer and somebody else to do the voices. But you know maybe they have to go into that side of town, so you need to use Bob for that. You know what I mean? So there might be like puzzles for for each character, and in, and and it's not a completely open world game per se. Like maybe it is, but like. You know, we kind of gate areas, and they only become available. Well, yeah, I mean, as you like, definitely want to do that. You do the Sam and Max thing where you, you know, you're 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 investigating. You find out a new location. You have to go there. You know, or you and can that go just there. becomes a thing you can go to after that. You can just click on the map and go to that place. Yeah, there's something interesting to me too, though, about like you know having used a location that we've seen in the show like that, but the kids go there, and it's right. like, yeah. what are you guys doing here? You yeah, know? And, like it's yeah. like that kind of a thing when, when Bob finds them, like um, or like you know. You have to call them to come get you out of a jam because you're stuck at a strip club. Or just like the kids. But the, everybody at the strip club is really nice. Yeah, yeah, like, exactly. Because yeah. that's what they would do on that show. It's like you, you get in there and it's like you learn a life lesson from the stripper somehow. That's another thing that I really... I mean, we've talked about it a million times already. But like that that's one of the things that I love about the show is that it, it sets up a situation or a scenario that in any other television show would just be like oh, Jesus is going to get bad, or it's just going to go shitty. And it always ends up being a really, like, enriching experience for the people who go through it. You know what I mean? Like, I, I think that that's something really unique to the show, and we should definitely capitalize they, on that. Well, it's subvert a lot of your sort of expectations about what that... Like, I think the show's really great at... There's a lot of... Uh, you've seen this before. Right. This set, the, there's a setup that you've seen before. And then they take that setup in a completely new direction. Um like one of my favorite ups is the 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 uh, the working girl um, the play. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. Putting on. the working girl slash diehard. Yeah, slash diehard. <laughs> but like the diehard play, play is like is like happening as if you know it's it's the Bruce Willis in Die Hard thing where he's like sneak they're sneaking around the vents and like they're. Uh, you know, they're putting it on, like, secretly, yeah. like he was in the movie, you know. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it definitely mirrors, whatever thing they care about mirrors, like, the real thing they're dealing with in that moment. Yeah, it's, like, super good, and I think, you know, there's a lot of, like, stuff to be, like, the game could be set up that same way, you know. Yeah. Um, so it, what we, like, it wouldn't be just one thing, it'd be, like, all kinds of adventure game things, like, maybe there's a section you can die yeah, like it's like a King's Quest kind of a thing. Like maybe the whole the whole game is a pastiche of adventure games. There's a text adventure section. Well, that's cool. It's like, fun because it's funny you say that because um, there's been a couple episodes where like the kids will each tell a story, so it's like three little stories, right? And they're always derivative of something. So you might be able to do that with the game. Well, they you know have, what I mean, the like the zombie episode or like the like story. It's like they're like the creative writing assignments, and they read them in Mr. Franz's room because yeah. like, the parents got called in, the, and one of them is just about zombie like. But yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and then there's the one where like uh, Gail has like a like a some sort of gift, and she only has one. And whoever writes the best story, 
like wins it. Oh man! And then okay, like yeah. Louise like writes this whole like Game of Thrones thing with, like, oh, yeah. where they're all cats instead <laughs> of dragons. And then I can't remember the other ones, but there was actually that just aired. There was a Mother's Day one um, where like Linda got sick and Bob prom- and c- couldn't make their like Mother's Day recital, and Bob promised to videotape it, but the camera broke. So like the kids instead made up better versions of each of their like performances because oh, they were all separated by grades so like Louise's was like a western and then uh Jean's was like this weird Roman sort of like a deity based mm. like a fa- fable and then uh <laughs> Tina's was the best it started out as aliens and then like she meets the queen alien and uh and they decide to body swap like Freaky Friday. <laughs> it's so weird, but it's so good. <laughs> but I think that's that's the good thing about that show, Wait, right? That's, that's actually like Westworld, Future World in uh, Roman. It was world. kind of like yeah. That, that's yeah. weird. Yeah, yeah. So okay. no, I, I like that in the show. It, the problem is always something really mundane, and it just spirals out into something absurd as they try and fix it. Like by trying to fix it, they just make it so much worse. Like there's the, the, the Linda's birthday episode where she just, they're just trying to like make a nice day for her. And every single time she like goes out to do something, like something gets worse and worse and worse where like she left her keys in her car and then her phone doesn't work. And then she gets on the wrong bus. And then like, while she's walking through the like fields to get home, like a skunk sprays her. And, and like, but as they, like they, they mirror that with the kids trying to go out and trying to find where she has been. So they like visit all of her spots and each of the kids has a different memory with her mother at like a different place. Like she goes to a hotel just to like use their bathroom and like everyone in the hotel knows her and like Bob learns something about her, her that he didn't know. And it's like, it's such a small concept that just becomes a much larger, more absurd thing. And I think that whatever the storyline of the game would be, it should match that in some way. Yeah, totally. I, I feel like, uh, you know, we basically can set up um, whatever the overarching narrative is. Like, you know, there's, there's there's like a larger narrative, but there's a bunch of small narratives within it. And, I, you know, there's room to play around with that. There's there's like a room for, there's room in the game for there to be a large narrative, but then also a feud with Jimmy Pesto and right. uh, a, a Tina's, you know, a fantasy, a Tina sequence. And, you know, the, all these things are sort of like, Asides that are, have a have a, a larger or a part to play in the larger narrative. You know? Right. I, did, I had this idea for the potential plot. It, it sounds cliche, sort of adventure game plot. That but, sounds good. But, but, <laughs> That's kind of what we're but, talking about. But I think it like we're it, hats it, anyway. What difference does yeah, it make? Well, I mean, up. but I think it would work for this, like in the in the homage sort of taking a given premise and then Bob's Burger bring the hell out of it, you know? Where it's like... <laughs> is that a beca- verb? Yes. Bob's Burger. It is now, in the context of this episode. But I was just... Like, something like... Like, Mr. Fisher decides, like... Um, I realize I'm not making any money and I could just sell the lands. So I'm just going to knock down this old town. Do you know what I mean? Like, something really Goonies-ish like that. Where it's like... You kind of have to then explore the whole town to, like... To, to, to pull everybody together or to, like find something that keeps him from being able to do that you know there's like a I'm trying to think of a game there's like a sub but like, I feel like the Bosbergers thing is like a subplot where you find some documentation to uh, blackmail fish odor uh, and then you know you end up not choosing not to do it right and then he changes he changes his heart because of that right you know, yeah like, exactly like, uh, uh, whatever the money's fine well that's what I like you about know, that him just, as a character is, is that he just like flips so quickly like he's yeah. so like yeah. dastardly and then goes alright forget it like yeah. it's really good I think I think something that involves the whole town is good because then it gives us an excuse to go around to different places 
and bring in a lot of those side characters which we talked about earlier that are just like recurring interesting characters that continue to show up like the like the art like the people who run the art shop like um gail like the transvestite um um hookers and so like there's like all the other characters that are like really interesting and they show up sometimes in the in the shop uh, in the in the burger joint, but like they also are doing things around town, um, and those characters are one of those things that you really are really memorable about the show. Besides the main cast, so having an opportunity and excuse to go and like visit them and see what they're doing, and what they're up to, is a really cool idea. It doesn't, it doesn't have to quite be that. Like there's an episode, I think in season seven, I think I, I referenced it already. It's called the Church of Aquatica. There's like this little aquarium down the street from them in this episode. Um, and I think Tina loves it because there's a little like, there's yeah. a little like hands you can pet the like cucumber <laughs> tank, and uh, and it's about to close, and then the kids um, convince the owner to to apply for like a church, like so that so <laughs> they like, like tax so right like, off, right <laughs> and breaks, but then they end up and they end up like they're doing it selfishly, and I think Louise is probably doing it too. It's been a couple of months since I've seen it. But I think Louise is probably trying to get money or yeah, um, but then at the end of it, like the woman who was like alone falls in love with like the tax guy and he like knows but he doesn't care that that like he knows that they were doing it as a scam but it's because he met go. the owner of yeah. the place like he figures out a way to help them anyway yeah and then like you know halfway through the episode they sort of start to re- the kids start to realize that there's attra- attraction so that they th- their goal then diverts to getting yeah. those two together so something that might be that, but that kind of thing is really in the spirit of the show and I think what you were talking about like we're trying to help people, you know? right? It's yeah. like keeping that sweetness, keeping that that really well, and, and, uh, optimism. The the thing is too that a lot of times uh, the show tends to set up a problem, and then people kind of go at each other's throats for a while, and then resolve it through some like stupidity, yeah, uh, that arises from fighting. You know, so like, like, oh wait a minute, we, wait, we're all in this room together. Why don't you two do this thing, and that would solve everyone's problem, kind of thing. Yeah, it's a lot of like. Um, you know, I I don't want to fight that guy, you know, but I'll fight him if I have to. And then yeah. they get ready to fight, and like somebody gets hurt instantly, and then it's just <laughs> sort of like we shouldn't have done that, it's stupid. <laughs> like, ah, like, yeah, you're right, I shouldn't have fought you, and then and then it's over with. You know, right. I feel like um, like caught like caught like having fun in the game by being like doing a puzzle where you have to like set people against each other. Uh, in order to get them to solve their problems, feels like something that would be cool, you know. Like, and it did. Like, you know, you know what the issue is, um, but you have to kind of get everybody to sort of realize what the the solution is. Yeah, even that makes they sense. See it, like, and that's that kind of tracks with the like. The kids are sometimes smaller, smarter than the adults, where their adults have a lot more like ego and pride, and they're not willing to admit they're idiots sometimes and if they just went look I'm really sorry I shouldn't have done that I was I was wrong they would solve like all these problems but they, like it just they don't like they're so bullheaded a lot of times especially Bob like he just refuses to be like oh oh right I'm an idiot I shouldn't have done that thing or I shouldn't have said that to my children or whatever um, and it's painfully obvious to the kids but not to him um, I, I feel it's really good so do we want to like get into some more specifics about what the plot would be and like how how we would gel all that stuff together because we kind of talked in like a high level abstract form we want to like dig yeah, in a little bit really, more really try to make this game yeah I mean not, we're not going to start designing necessarily like puzzles but I think that no, I mean we can come up with, we can okay let's know. start writing down lists of items this is really interesting to listen to uh, <laughs> no, no, I mean I'm, you know I'm sure the, the, the kind of high, high level pitch of certain puzzles will come out inevitably 
Yeah, sure. But I think that, you know, if it is something, it could be a large, like, the town is in peril, or it could just be literally, like, Bob and Linda are missing. Like, they just are gone. You know, they were going on on a date, and they haven't come back, and it's, like, past midnight or something, and the kids want to find them. Or something. It could be something small, it could be something large, like, what feels like is in the spirit of the show the most. Yeah, it's like, I almost feel like you need, like, we talked a little bit about this, but the... You need the big, the big narrative. What's the big narrative? What's right. going on? And then there are episodes within that. Like I can see Bob and Linda getting trapped. Uh, you know, they, they try to they try to like be sexy uh, and in a phone booth. You know <laughs> what I mean? Like, get just out, to, yeah. to kind of recapture the magic, and then they just get stuck in the phone booth, and there's like a puzzle to get out. You know, like or if they like they have to like call their kids. But like yeah, they have to like exactly, yeah. somehow like finagle their arms to like get a coin out of for like Linda's purse and put it in a coin machine like right, in a slot yeah. and yeah. It's just like a dumb puzzle that fits within the show's, you know, kind of purview. Right. Um that's not the story though, you know, it's like why they need to get out of the uh the phone booth is the story. So I I mean the the cleanest, the easiest uh thing for me, like the, the thing that would be the most obvious is a Mr. Fish Outer story, like you were you were kinda of getting at Chris, like He's the biggest thing to the series villain. The closest yeah, thing to the I think so. Villain. And he's also the one that you don't have to really put a lot of effort into motivating. Right. Yeah, he can just sort of be like, I'm going to sell the place. And that's... Yeah, the- it's, yeah the game starts and, and that's it. We don't. There's not a bigger problem than that initial problem. And that's always the that thing that's like come through up. Through playing the game, through the acts of the game, you find out that it's more. there's more to it than that. And solving it is actually sort of a personal... You get involved personally with Mr. Fishoder's business right in the way that they tend to do for some reason like it, you know like what the belchers like somehow really like friendly with him personal yeah. uh personal like it never seems to affect their real relationship at all in any real way like but uh, it's it's cool that that happens right like um so i, I feel like the game like there's a there's a section where you're tailing mr fish owner and finding out something about him and then it turns out that you know there's a thing the show does well is again it's sort of virtual expectations so it's like you know you you feel like he's doing something nefarious but it's actually like um, you know he's it's definitely selfish but it's not as nefarious as you might think yeah you know? exactly selfish and nefarious are different so like yeah. he's you know he's got a pet zebra or something you know <laughs> well the idea that like he's going to sell all his property in town and like move or something that's like the threat of the but because he's bored maybe even yeah so. yeah but like the idea that he, I mean, he's the the threat of for, like being foreclosed on is like an ever present looming thing for Bob. Like he can never make rent on time. Every time Mister Fisher comes in, he's like, "Sorry, we're late on rent." And there's always the threat of them not renewing his, his lease and like just shutting the restaurant down has always been a big thing. But like the town itself somehow being affected by that instead of like just just Bob's Burgers, the restaurant being like that chunk of town because he just owns all that property. Well, that's great because you have more than one problem to solve. Right. So you by solving everybody else's problems, you kind of lead to the larger problem. Right. Uh, well, you solve your own problem as well, which is Bob's Burgers will go away, but everything in town will also go away probably. So, Or, you know, you could set up, and this is, again, if we want to talk about cliches, like you could have... Mr. Fishwater being like, all right, I'm going to sell to this guy. And it's like a, like a real villain. And he's like, I'm going to wipe all these things out of here. Like, no more burger place. So, like, I'm not going to be as lenient about you missing rent as Mr. Fishwater was or something. And you can have, like, you thought Mr. Fishwater was a, an asshole, but this guy's like a real, like, shark. And he's going to, like, start really cracking down on rent and raising rent and, like, 
maybe you you do like um, compare as Mr. Footutter or something. Like, he's like <laughs> he's like evil cousin. <laughs> yeah, um, but something I don't know. Maybe that's another way we could go with it too. I don't know if that adds anything or not. Adds another character, but the idea that Mr. Fishutter wasn't actually all that bad is kind of interesting comparatively. So yeah. would we invent a new character? Because I can't think of anybody. Well, no, yeah, it would be a new. It would be a new character for sure. Yeah, like that would be like the the out of town like business magnate that comes in and says, "All right, if you're going to sell me all this stuff, I'm going to bulldoze it and build condos or whatever." You know, um, this is prime waterfront property. Yeah, exactly. Well, there's that whole episode where they try and get uh, Mr. Fishoder to sell to uh, his his like Wonder Wharf to to condo developers and everyone starts hating that idea and then realizes oh man condo people money is great and then he goes oh wait no we shouldn't you know Bob decides it's a bad idea because Wonder Wharf is kind of like the heart of the town and it would really just sort of destroy what's beautiful and magical about that place and money's not worth it um, and then everyone looks at him like you're the asshole who told us to sell you know like and then it somehow Bob is always in the center of that stuff so it, it does sort of make sense that the fate of the town once again is sort of somehow surrounding or somehow centered around the Belcher family it's, it's kind of like a this is just sort of a reference that supports that but the, there's the Jaws episode the deepening three deepening yeah where like Bob he kills sort the, of the petitions sh- to get the the shark put into the wharf because right. it's history anyway so he, he's the reason it got put there so he's the one that has to I don't know why I brought this up. It's just <laughs> <laughs> you're agreeing with me. Is yeah, what I'm saying. yeah, yeah. There's another example that supports that. Um, so I mean, like, what if we're gonna have this idea, which I really like about each of the kids or the, or the characters, which I were starting a different place and having to like deal with. So okay, so that's one we could do it where we start with, you start in different places and then eventually they meet up. You can live like swap whenever you want, or we can do the chapters idea, which is like this is the. I don't think they're mutually exclusive. I kind of feel like we. You know, for it, I, I mean, I, I don't know if, if we're going with the idea that uh, you can come in on all kinds of different adventure games here. I feel like we can structure the like it's 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 got episodes within it, mm. but also there's sort of that the main the main gameplay is sort of switching off. But like in the Tina portion when you're Tina and you're at the high school or fucking game with the high school uh, <laughs> you're, you're at the middle school um, what is it called again I keep, I keep it has a good name but I can't remember the name of their school yeah, yeah. school's got a good name it's w- Wagstaff Wagstaff oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah so um, <laughs> Wagstaff it's so okay. they're at Wagstaff and like you know there's a lot of stuff to solve there with you know Mr. Frond and like the other kids like Zeke shows up and Jimmy Jr. shows up right um, but like Within that, there's also, you know, Tina's notebooks and uh, her, you know, she has some sort of fantasy thing. Maybe there's a new crush and Jimmy Jr. gets jealous. Mm. Um, but there's like a there's like a chapter within there, but she's still got she still got a job to do, which is, you know, years ago when uh, Wagstaff was an insane asylum, <laughs> uh, Mr. Fishoder had records. Right. You, you know, so like they're buried uh, somewhere below. father's records are there and you can find them. They're like buried in the sub basement. And yeah. like getting into the sub basement is a problem because you need to go through, you know, uh, the, the official channels to kind of steal a key and like Tina doesn't want to steal a key. So yeah. she tries to like, you can recruit Jimmy Jr. to help you and like, you know, it's like go over there and wag your, wag your tail so that they, uh, they, they're, they're distracted. Right. You know? Yeah. Do your dance. And like, she sees it as like, 
you know, his amazing ass is uh, is is, is <laughs> still finding them, but then they're just looking at it like, why is this kid dancing on my counter? Right. No, like, I, and I it like still that. distracts them. You know, like there's just a lot of good stuff that you could you could do there. Like the gameplay, the reward for I always I always felt like playing those old LucasArts games that the, I I got rewarded by like a cutscene or something yeah. that was like yep. it felt like a like an accomplished something because it was it would fire off a, a new chunk of content that was kind of cool and new and I feel like doing that kind of thing here would be really rad. There would always be like a really cool musical. It would always reward you with like a musical. You did it. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. well, the, the, the you did it was always some sort of joke, right? Like it was always the the thing once you. F- put the two objects together and solve the puzzle it was always something funny and something enjoyable right. to watch and like that was a great reward and that fits perfectly with that where you convince Jimmy Jr. to like do this thing you know for you and it is hilarious and the cutscene itself is really goofy where in Tina Vision it's like this amazing beautiful thing and then you cut back to reality and it just looks really silly and goofy yeah I mean like I was kind of getting into this earlier but I like the idea that like the overall story is you know we set up that uh like okay, like the the solution Louise comes up with is we got to blackmail fish odor. Right. Let's find some dirt on fish odor, and then they start digging. And the more they dig into fish odor's backstory, like the worse it seems for a while. But then they find a piece of information that turns it around. Like, like you know, yeah, his dad, uh, his dad was an insane asylum, and that and that means that like he killed his mother, and there was it was a, it was a sad thing. And fish odor like pulled himself up by his bootstraps and like they weren't even rich then and he like made himself rich and yeah. it's reminding him of that that kind of uh, is what gets you yeah, like, yeah, yeah like, I have more invested in this town like you know than just um, whatever it is no, I, mean, I don't know what his actual backstory what's cool is, about that is that you can use that's actually really great because you can use the different parts of town to remind Fish Odor about really good memories he had growing up there. And that's a really good excuse and it gives you a for like to go different places. That's exactly right. And so you can have hey, remember this part remember how you interacted with this part of the town? And that that's the Tina's section. And then hey Gene is over here in the the wharf and he's it used to be this other thing that your grandfather owned, and remember how that was when you spent time with your grandfather on the, on the you know, well, it's like you you, around uh, or? in the old school adventure game uh, way you would have like three, um, like the three trials of yeah, you get know, the three things, the three pirate trials of yeah. Monkey Allen. You you get three things. They each get a thing, and you take those three things to him. There's three kids, he, three things, perfect. <laughs> <laughs> the law of uh, three things to yeah. do in a video game, but uh, you know it. It I think it, it just it be a cool like you you finally earn or like you know Monkey Allen too. There's like four map pieces that you need to get the big whoop, like finding those and like and then there being various trials in order to get them but like you have these talismans that you can then take what would be great about like what's great about some of those old adventure games too is like that would be the initial problem and I think that this is like Day of the Tentacle but um you'd solve that initial problem they definitely did it in the Fanboy Park but You'd convince Mr. Fishoder, but then all of a sudden, like, Mr. Business or whatever the hell. Yeah, the, bad, the bigger bad guy. President would, Business. Would, uh, Mr. Business is actually Gail's cat's name, which is great. <laughs> That's <was just> a <laughs> character from the Lego movie. Well, in, in President Gale, Business. Uh, Linda's sister's cat's name is Mr. Business. But, uh. <laughs> the. But, like, then, you know, you convince Mr. Fisher, to, but then, like, the bad guy would, like, you can't change it's your mind. It's too late, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and he would, like, <laughs> kidnap him or something and take him into that, like, city part of town. It would and be, you um, could unlock Bob, you know, and you have to go. That's cool. I like, like that. Like, like, you kind of, it like, would be It would be Felix, for sure. It, I mean, it's kind of similar to that two-part murder episode, but, like, the idea that Mr. Fisher turns around and he's like, you're right, I shouldn't do that. 
and then Felix fucking forges a signature on the paperwork or something like that where he, he bursts into the office and goes, I'm not going to sell. And then you just see the, 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 the cut in close to like the fish owner signature on the paper and Felix is the who just sold it to Mr. Business. And then fish owner just goes, okay. And he says, yeah, well, and then they just go, no, 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 no. no, no, no. Yeah. <laughs> well, guess that's done. Yeah. Um, well, I tried. <laughs> yeah. But then, yeah, like, yeah, the escalation is cool because it's like the, when, when I was really young and I played Monkey Island, I thought that that game was to do the three trials. And then the, once the game, once I did the three trials, the game would be over and I'd be a pirate and that the game would, credits would roll, right? Right. So, the, the, like, the idea, and obviously it's not so surprising now, we've all played video games, but the idea that you're like, cool, that's that's the actual problem. And then the world kind of like zooms out a little bit. There's more to do. And now you're the, now the, you're the adults, and now you have to do, deal with different issues. Um, you can introduce cool. more characters. It's like, there's that biker gang that it would that would be great, like in the CD part of that. You know what I'm talking about? The one-eyed snakes. God, what's snakes. the name of that? Is his name like Monster? It's like one-eyed snakes or one-eyed serpent. Critter. Critter, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's such a good episode. Dude. That's one of the best at like subverting like a biker gang comes and then Bob ends up like having to like put two people that actually love to- each other together they like, like deliver their baby yeah and then they have the baby <laughs> but uh you know you, you kind of again like then you could get Marshmallow and all those all her yeah. people in there with him well I think you could do that in the game before then I, I like what I, I don't think like we don't do like the Wagstaff you're you're only at Wagstaff. It's like that's the goal, but like you have to back, you have to bounce back and forth between different places in the town in order to solve smaller problems that lead to this talisman. Yeah, I agree. That like so the way I was thinking about it is like you essentially have like the larger sprawling story is told in that in that section. You get all the information about like the parts of town and like you know oh yeah fish order was here you know like like here's a plaque uh, you know uh, with like a, like a park bench in the shitty part of town with like, his name on it or whatever because he donated money. You sort of, like, that's the sort of story you're telling as as they're solving these sort of minor problems that then lead to the larger solve. But, like, the end game is changed up in some way. Like, yeah. like, like with, you know, Fisher's like, ah, you know, his, um, Felix isn't going to sell. And then he, like, kidnaps Fish Order and takes him to uh, Kingshead Island. To, yeah. Yeah. Like, something like that. So yeah. the end game takes place there, and it's like a new environment that you go to, and there's like puzzles to solve there, but it's like kind of less, yeah, I mean, less I, of a large sprawling. Yeah, it's a more small. Of a focused, uh, I didn't section. think you meant like in the game there by any chip means, but I think it's kind of like moving the marker. You know what I mean? Like moving the the finish line further and further back is always, yeah, yeah. It's always the fun part of those games. Like you, every time you think you've done everything, it's like nope. There's a whole new. And that's always a good, you know, you're kind of ready for closure, but then when you're told there's, like, way more of this content you loved, like, that's always a, a, a reward in itself, like, one of the funny cutscenes. Yeah, I don't mean that, uh, I just, I, I don't mean that we couldn't do that in a smaller way throughout the game. I feel like the that's what you want. You yeah. Know, you, I think when you set up goalposts for people and they can, they can feel like they're accomplishing things as, towards a larger end, but, like, the nice thing about this kind of plot uh, I mean, assuming we're gonna do something like this, is that like you can uncover more stuff. Yeah, right. it's like you you're going for this thing, and you think that's the thing, and then no, 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 it's not that. It's over here. It's in. It's um. It's under the restaurant. Yeah, you know, and it's like uh, you go there and you like tear up the f- the basement floor, like, and then it's like a problem. You know, you the cu- you flood the restaurant, and then that's the problem you have to solve. Like, I feel like there's a lot of like. So then, if we're going to do that way, which I think is a good move, then I would I would pitch to not have all the kids starting in a different place. I would pitch them all to start at school, and then the first like leg of that game of that like 
you get the talisman, the first talisman, and also unlock the open, like, quote-unquote open world, where, like, all three of you are doing puzzles in this a small contained space to accomplish a specific goal, which is to get this MacGuffin. And once you've gotten the MacGuffin, the story then progresses to what you call, like, Act 2. And then you can leave, like, like you somehow, like, fake Bob's phone, like, voice on the phone, and then, like, hey, I need to bring my kids home. And then you get to leave school in the middle of the day. <laughs> and then you have your bikes. You can take your bikes, and now you can go to, like, then you can split up and go to different places. Like, Tina's going to go to Wonder Wharf, and, you know, um, uh, Louise is going to go to the seedy part of town, and Gene's going to go to, like, whatever, his friend's house or something. Yeah, I, th- I think you unlock more places to go, too, as you discover That's them. what so I'm it's saying, like, yeah. yeah. It's like, so you have an initial three, and it's kind of like the islands in Monkey Island 2, or whatever, you can bounce around. And then uh, once you once you figure out, oh, you know, we can go to uh, the seedy part of town. Uh, I don't know what it's called. Do they have I don't think it's like downtown. Named it. Yeah, yeah, but like, oh, it's like, oh, there's something down there we need to go look right. at and find. And then it's kind of like a like that's like a uh, like they all go together, right? Set piece kind of beat. Um, it's like a section of the game that is like an episode. Well, if you get just zone. If you get just the school, and then it opens the wharf, and then it opens the, you know... Yeah, but I think you want to... You basically, like, open You want to give up. them, like, two or three additional locations. Yeah. From there, that goes to, like, five or six there's, total. Right, and, and you have to go to all three of them to kind of solve the puzzles. It's like there's a thing uh, at the wharf that you need to solve the puzzle in the amusement park. Uh, is that the same place? It's the same place, yeah. <laughs> but, like, there's, like, the baseball diamond. Damn it! Or, like, <laughs> I thought I was going to sound smart. Um, but there's like there's you know like the garden that Bob gardens at or uh, yeah exactly you know, the blueberry farm yeah <laughs> yes right yeah or like um, yeah uh, or you, and you or you go to um, you can go to the strip that has your the restaurant on it which has like Mort's um, like the like the moratorium yeah that'd be a great Mort, location Mort, mortician like, like there's definitely a bone saw yeah, that you need or yeah something absolutely like that. Yeah. Yeah. why do you even have, to have this you have to go to Mort's at some point at some point yeah. yeah. Um, and then you can you have to sneak into you have to sneak. What would be cool is you have to sneak into Bob's Burgers and they're like do they're doing their thing, but you don't want to get caught because you're supposed to be at school. So you, you don't want to have that as like a home base where you feel safe. It's just to like you can you have to steal stuff out of like to go downstairs and like get like something out of the meat grinder or like in the in the supply closet. But you know you and you can hear like Bob and Linda like making jokes and goofing upstairs, but you can't get caught because they'll, like, send you back to school. Right. Um, so you never feel like that's just a safe location to treat it like every other sort of, like... It's kind of like uh, being in the mansion in Maniac Mansion, right? Like, like, like you'd suddenly hear, like, uh, I gotta go down for more buns. You're like, oh, and shit! Then, uh, yeah, and then you have to, like, hide behind a plant for a little while while Bob, like, rummages around and, like, he finds something you did and is like, what's going on here? Yeah. I'm not entirely convinced that we want to not play Bob and Linda. Just I, because, I mean... The thing is called the Bob's Burgers, and maybe not at first, but maybe. What's good about that show too is like, it's rare that all five family members members will have the same storyline. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That's so maybe true. you could have the kids, and then have a parallel thing that you're doing with Bob and Linda. You know, and we, you'd figure out ways to kind of gate that, and and unlock those moments. Well, you by, could have um, chapter breaks with them, where like you do a bunch of stuff with the kids, and then there's like a small, not, I would call it an act break, but like there's like a, a chunk of gameplay that is like Bob and Linda specific, um, that has different, maybe not necessarily mechanics, because I'm assuming we're using sort of standard click and pick up items and use items sort of mechanics, but there's something that you have to accomplish with them that then, um, like, maybe you do have to call the school and get your kids out of school somehow, and that unlocks the kids to do more stuff. Like, everything that Bob and Linda does sort of, like, facilitates the kids going to, like, you call a taxi. No, though, I mean, like, 
I don't disagree necessarily, but I do think that like you, they're not not in the game. I think they're in the game quite a bit. I I, I keep looking at them like summons in Final Fantasy <laughs> or something like what? that. What? Please well, explain. Well, you know if you if you have them uh, factor in, you talk to them fairly often. Uh, you you know you can get them to do stuff for you or help you out with stuff. I feel like it would be. I think it's just too much to do five. I don't think so. See, and I and I would have thought that if I hadn't went Thimbleweed Park, because there's I think there are five playable characters at least. Um, and you swap between them, and they're gated. Like some points, you only have three of them. Mm-hmm. For a long time, you only have the two agents, and then you get three more. Like, and you play and you play their backstory first, where you have to like figure out just their backstory before you can get back to the main story mm. and then you'll meet back up with them in the present and then they become another playable character and then the agents go away and then you only have those three guys and like they have and what's cool about those is like they have different skill sets like one of them is a c- cursing clown kind of like crusty mm. and i think he can insult people or something and then there's a ghost that can like zap stuff and he can't be seen so like i would have thought that before this you know before that game came out, but it's it's really interesting the way they do that, the way that they allow for this, so many playable characters and it works and it doesn't become sort of overbearing. And it's not information overload, but you need that many people that, that you need to think about who you're using for every puzzle. You know what I mean? It's only certain specific. Yeah, well, ones. I do think that that's something we would want to fold in that idea, regardless. Like I, I was actually thinking about like, you know, I, one of the things I love about um, like Sam and Max uh, hit the road is you can like use Max sometimes to like do stuff like we you know you can't get these like instructions out of this kitten that's trying to barf them up so you use max and he just reaches down his throat and grabs it and i feel like he's more of an item like it's he is more of an item but like the disappointing thing is not being able to actually play as him for like uh, you know to yeah, me yeah i feel like but that that louise fills that function you know it's like you have this this person who's like you need louise to to solve this yeah and like so the kids can they go in their own separate ways originally, but maybe they can go to the other places. And yeah. Like, I was going to actually bring that up. Like, do we, I feel like we need to have that. They each have some sort of different, like quote unquote power. And I don't want it to be like, like hardwired into like, you have the like reach up high ability or you have the like, make people laugh ability. But I, like, you definitely want to have that. Like, well, Luis is just a psychopath, so she's going to do like the, this violent thing that no one else will do. But it isn't like a hard coded mechanic, like capital M mechanic. But well, she's and, she's and, willing to like threaten someone with a butter knife that she thinks is really sharp to like get something out of like the the, the twins, Jimmy Junior's younger brothers, or something. You know, like to like intimidate them to get something, and then the other two kids won't do that because they're too nice. You know, I even say like you you have different conversations with them. Like there's different dialogue options that you have. They're going to talk to the same person as each kid. Yeah, but you have, you have different you have a different conversation with them. You know, and that one conversation with conversation with Tina hints that Louise is going to have to solve this. Cycle. That's kind of what I'm saying, right? Yeah, like yeah. that you you want to gate them with different children for sure, but you don't want to. I don't. I, I'm not. I'm. I'm at saying we don't want to have like this kid has the lock pick. You know what I mean? Like yeah, the Resident yeah, Evil yeah, yeah. style. Like, yeah, for sure. I, I would avoid going in that route. You'd say something that like I'm not. You know. I'm not the aggressive... Like, you click on something and Tina would say, I'm not the aggressive one. Yeah, exactly, like something right. that kind of clears you. You need yeah, to totally. That's yep. without saying it. Or, like, like, like Gene is the one that, like... Like, the way that Max gets, like, thrown into, like, electric breakers and stuff. Like, Gene can be the one who just, like, just takes a lot of physical punishment and just can just handle that and doesn't doesn't phase him at all. Or can yeah, or pick or up a lot of embarrassments. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, right. 
Like, is there something gross you need? Like, yeah, or, or you exactly, have to go yeah. in the boys' bathroom. You know <laughs> yeah, what I mean? yeah like, no, that's yeah. great. That's perfect. Like, yeah, because yeah. that's, that's a really obvious in, one. But, oh yeah, Tina like really wants to, and she's like, no, really, I can do it. Let me try. With the janitor standing right there, so he won't let her. God, I can just imagine the scene where like you click on it, and the camera just pans over, and the janitor just goes. Just like shakes his head and she goes, Oh, okay, and she closes the door again. Tina's a daydream like she there's like she she'll break away and have like these really weird daydreams. But like kind of incorporating that kind of thing into the game. Where like oh, yeah. there's one where like uh I just said that. She talks about going to <laughs> to hell. Yeah. In the in the show, and then it just cuts to her in hell and like she's in the lunch line. Mm-hmm. And they're like uh we're having like maggots and fried worm's eyes today and she's like no we had that yesterday <laughs> but like that and then it cuts back to reality oh, like, yeah I think you like, should do that for all the kids honestly like, I yeah. think they each because they each have their own like weird things about like like even Gene thinks like he's like on this performing stage a lot of times and he's got like it's a really amazing like guitar and really it's just his little bit keyboard and stuff and I think that we definitely would want to do that but I was thinking about structure and like kind of not quite clear on like where we start the game. I think you started in school as, a, as with the kids, and the reason is because the well, I, I honestly maybe it doesn't matter so much, but the idea that you have this like the school and all the other kids around you, and the the thing preventing you from doing the thing you want to do is like Mr. Fron and like the school rules, quote unquote. Um, so I'd say that you, I mean, you probably want to first. That's the first day after they find the problem out. Yes, okay, sorry, like, yeah, let me wind back. So you have the, like, introductory cutscene Like, the kids come the back to the, 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 to the restaurant, Mr. Fischer's there, like, telling Bob, Yeah. you know. And you have the, like, nighttime scene where they're all on the couch in their house. Exactly, like, or, like or, you know, they, um, you have the scene where they, they, they have, like, a secret meeting uh, with a flashlight in the yeah. house to kind of talk about what just happened, and then the next day they decide they're going to do something about it. Well, then we have to. We would have to starts. clue in somehow in that opening cutscene that like there's something in the school. Like Mr. Fischer has some weird connection to what the school used to be, um, and maybe we don't even maybe we, it, we don't tell anyone that it was an insane asylum. I really like that, by the way. <laughs> Which I, I assume that's not actually in the in the show. And it I sounds don't think like so. it sounds like it easily could be. Um, and then like there's the episode where they go into the abandoned taffy factory looking for like gold just because. Um, um, what's the, 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 the guy that's always in the... Teddy. Teddy. Like, tells him a story about it, and then makes a... Like, draws, like, a butt yeah. on a piece of paper to pretend it's a map. Like, he's just making a goof, but, like, that's enough to get them thinking that it's real. So somebody just, like, offhandedly comments... too. Yeah. But that's the best part. Like, it, someone just offhandedly makes a comment that might clue, like, maybe this was a thing. Um, and then... Like Louise just takes it and face out and drops something on his way out and right yeah <laughs> you know what I mean they pick it up so something as simple as that yeah and, and like the idea that that's enough to uh, like t- she takes it at face value and she they're like okay something's in the school for sure I'm 100 percent convinced and then you just start it's his personalized license plate as a clue they can see it when it's driving <laughs> off and like, like just Louise can't get it out of her head well, we could say like Wagstaff alumni on it yeah like it's, it's just something that like well, you that want to know what you should have is like it's, like it's a, something that doesn't seem like it would be an actual clue and then they look at it up and they're like oh my god it's real you it's know? something small that you can actually put in your inventory right because yeah. she like takes it it goes in your inventory you can look at it whenever you want and then eventually you get to the place that it fell off of in the like sub basement and she like holds it up to like the dusty like imprint <laughs> yeah, of like yeah. like the nameplate on a door or something and she's like oh, you know and it like oh it fits here but what's but does that and I'm speaking more kind of with the game makers head on but what's does it give you the goal there 
I think you get if we're talking about the three things. I think you get the first thing before you get to explore the world at large. And the other two are slightly harder to get. Well, I think you have to get through the school as the kids, maybe. That's what I'm saying. Sorry, yeah. That and was... then you do everything you want to do as the kids. And then maybe if we decide to go in that direction, then you, like, they go all get stuck in the detention for, you know, for doing what you did. And then you switch to the parents and you have to go through a series of puzzles before you can unlock the kids again, potentially. Do you know what I mean? Like, they could gate it that sort of way. I think, regardless of parents or no parents, I think that. You definitely want to have the like first act of that game be in the school with the kids. Well, like the first interactive part, you get the first like totem that you're going to show Mr. Fisher, like what the value of this town and the, the way that it is, and not to like abandon it and, and sell it. Uh, and then that leads you to the other ideas. Yeah, and you like maybe we ideas. collect these things from all around these specific places. Leads you to an old like an old hobo that you've seen a bunch of times, and he's actually like. He like new fish odors like Oh here's the other like two you places show him he the went totem to, yeah. and like he tells you a story about like Yeah. Uh, or he looks through it's like it's like a it's um a yearbook or something and like there's yeah, other yeah, places yeah. in the yearbook that he's been and you like you have to find those places where they are now or something. Like they they there's some sort of landmarks on them. You know what I mean? You can oh, yeah, kind of like find you, them. There's like a person in the yearbook that you find. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like yeah. a really young version of the woman that runs the art store. Or a something. picture of fish odor with that person or something. Yes. Yeah, yeah. and like, oh my god, they knew each other. And, yeah. and then you can have that book and like use book on person and be like, what's this all about? Tell me about that period right. yeah. in his life. Uh, and it's then, like, why did they write this in your yearbook? Yeah. yeah. See you next year. What's yeah. that mean? <laughs> uh, but I, I do like the idea that like the the last third of the game, the last like quarter of the game is on Kingside Island where you take the ferry and it's like a one way trip and it's like okay the finale yeah, of the they, game like, you have to like steal the ferry like the yeah. kids drive it over there and, oh like, man it oh it's the... so good yeah you crash it perfect yeah uh, and then the rest of the game takes place on Kingside Island which is a just smaller version of town there's still like a couple of locations you can go to on that island like two or three different small locations you can go to um, and maybe the parents are kidnapped as well or maybe it's just Felix and, and Mr. Fishoder or whatever um, and it's just like you know you have that signpost of the entire game like when I, was, when I played King's Quest 6 when I was a kid like you have this magic map you can click on it and take you to different islands and this is one corner of the map that's just covered in fog and every time you try and click on it it's like you can't go there it's just fog there and then like way late in the game the fog like clears like magically on the map and there's a whole other island you can go to and you've just been like, seeing that the whole game yeah. so every time you go by the ferry it's just like you can't use this yet it's still being repaired or whatever like the, the, the captain hasn't come back he's drunk somewhere and then if finally you solve that thing it's funny it's like so I was thinking it might be fun if you have like a puzzle where you find out the captain's like an alcoholic and you get like a decoy bottle of liquor and it's like I don't just take any kind of liquor from children children and it's like oh, I need this <laughs> one specifically you know what I mean like and then I only take this specific bottle of liquor from children yeah, yeah that's good <laughs> and then like you fill it with like cough medicine that makes him sleepy or something you know he's not I mean? fully knock him out yeah and then you just, just enable his alcoholism <laughs> I, I do like the idea that they steal the ferry and like smash it up because that's like that's well, like, it very seems like they're gonna Bob's crash it. And, like the Bob's Burgers thing would probably be, it, it seems like it's gonna crash. And then it's just like docks it just, perfectly. And it just stops, yeah. <laughs> and it just goes boom, yeah. yeah. And it's just done. It's like oh, that was anticlimactic, and they just get off and yeah. But they, they don't they don't moor it, so it just kind of like floats away. <laughs> yeah, they're stuck there. On the um, yeah, I think that 
I, I like that a lot because it, it just feels like that escalation you're talking about where you move the goalposts a little bit and you're like, you thought you were done, like you've done all this great work and then someone comes in and kicks your sandcastle over and you're like, shit, now we have to like deal with the much more escalated version of what we were working on. And well, similarly, I'm wondering like if the first level is like, you're, you're the kids and you have the, the problem of school, right? Yeah. And we're, we're trapped in the school, so maybe the first goal is actually... You could find the first totem there, but it's sort of secondary and um, accidental. I kind of feel like you go back to the school. For yeah, but I feel okay. like the first goal could be we need to close school. Like they have to. Like, oh man, they have to back up all the sewers or something. You yeah. know what I mean, so the school is like just out. They can't have kids. That's there. cool. I always love things when you cause the problem that you then have to solve later because yeah. it's like it's like fun to like yeah like we you burst all the school, pipes and you find out that like ah it's there and then we yeah. have to go back and then you have to figure out how to clear the sewage. You know? Yeah, no, I like that because you burst all the, like the water pipes and then you realize you have to go to the sub basement, which is now like flooded and yeah. like it's like like chest high water and you have to like go through it and all the stuff like half the stuff down there is like waterlogged and ruined like you've ruined a bunch of like history down there like the one thing you want hasn't been ruined that's actually really cool i like that yeah i think it'd be you know it's all right for just opening up and, and exploring whatever the name is, is the town like staff as well i don't think it no is. it doesn't have a specific it's name it's very thing. clearly that it's supposed to be the jersey shore says my girlfriend from the Jersey Shore. <laughs> I think, but I think it's got all the things you'd want in a Bob's Burgers game, right? You want to, you want to be able to interact with, you want to set it up in a way that you can meet and interact with all these characters. Yeah. And they all, especially the bigger ones like Mickey or, um, or you know, we have an old roller, rollerblades guy, yeah, rollerblades guy, Marshmallow, Mort, yeah. Teddy, Jimmy Pesto. Zeke, uh, like Jimmy Pesto, location. Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, what's cool is like, I'd like to see Jocelyn. more about Jimmy Pesto. <laughs> yeah, more more about that like restaurant. You know, you uh, need to get that girl's necklace that sucks on her necklace. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh man, yeah. I I like and, and and adventure game is just perfect, and that's the reason we picked it, just because it's so perfectly set up to you solve a puzzle and you get a joke, like you solve a puzzle and you get like a, a f- piece of feedback or a reward that is funny and character based and like just feels very much like a bit from the show and that's definitely hearing these characters comment on all kinds of stuff like like it's great to like walk around and click on things and hear them talk uh, I love the idea too like if they're if they're near each other that you would hear them respond like oh they, they have like, like a if you're playing as Louise and you click yeah like like then Gene would respond to that it yeah, just cool. feel like really good it, one great puzzle I think would be is if you go to like the, the uh, laser tag place and you have to beat the phenomenon mom <laughs> in a rematch oh Did you man that yeah that was a great one with the like they, they it's like a weird like mother daughter bonding yeah Workshop, but there's that that recurring character of the like really crappy preppy mom and her shitty like son that Louise hates, and like it's like her nemesis. And the mom and the son don't get along at all. So like uh, Logan, Logan, yeah, yeah. like they, she brings him along to this like mother daughter thing because she's out of ideas of what to do to like bond with her son, and then they just end up hating each other, and then they just it's sort of like breaks out into the nearby laser tag arena and they just like get all their aggression by killing each other in the laser tag arena it's really good but, but that kind of thing there's all the things there's uh, the sort of episodes and pre you know, references we, to other episodes yeah but without like completely rehashing but you could go there and then he's still mad from that so you have to beat him he you just, know what I mean I like he just abandoned his like his career there and now it's just that creepy dude who just like hangs out in the laser tag place just <laughs> killing all the kids just like destroying them in the scores he's just like that one guy who plays way too hard but it'd be cool too because that kind of thing can provide like the mini game we talked about like in the you know in Tina's fantasy you know I don't know yeah, like it just that. seems all built in there like there's just so many places so, so much, it's so ripe for so much fun you know from an interactive standpoint no I agree I think it fits really well yeah. we, we hope you agree
Yeah. I want to I play this game. Well, you got to make yeah. it first. Yeah. Maybe, well, we, maybe we could just put this out there and somebody else will make it. Yeah. <laughs> well, sure it's all the work's done, right? Play it. Yeah, yeah. All, we did all the hard stuff. And it's, oh, yeah, it's all done. There's, there's nothing, nothing else to do. Figure out. <laughs> there's three hours of bonus content where we just come up with puzzles for you. Yep. Yeah, stay tuned for the like additional <laughs> yeah. cast yeah. that is just that. All right, that's it for this week. Join us next time when we tackle Edgar Wright's new film, Baby Driver. And uh, for the first time, we are going to do a new thing where we don't know uh, ahead of time what we're going to do with it because we haven't seen it yet. Uh, So, yeah. There you go. Don't miss it. It sounds great. The movie, not the podcast. Yeah, the movie sounds great. Not the podcast. All right, that's this week's episode. Thanks so much for listening. Please follow us on Twitter at at storiedcast and send any feedback to storiedcast at gmail.com. See ya.